Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Ben. How are you? I'm good. Excited to talk about video games once again. Rolls around fast. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Everything rolls around fast currently, yeah. I think. It's especially strange. I had a day off last week, and then I also had a sick day on Monday of this week, and it's just the days, they 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 just don't, they mean even less than usual. Yeah. yeah. It's just really, really flying. But uh, what that does mean is that we get to talk about games. Which is what we do here on this video game podcast, isn't that right, Pete? <laughs> it is. We normally do it on Thursdays, our recording day, but I suppose it has rolled around a little quicker this week because we're actually recording a day early. Just putting that out there in case on Thursday morning the PS6 gets released or something oh, like that man. and we forget to cover it or the seemingly Xbox forget. 12. Yeah. It's um, coming. It could happen. It's happened to us before. Yeah. Well, we're sort of scrambling for a big discussion for the podcast, and then between recording and releasing, something huge happens, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're an entire week late. But you know what? We 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 can't control that, can we? We just sort of got to roll with the punches and get on with it. And yeah, sort of, you know, it can't be helped. Stuff. However, seeing through that and understanding our plight are our wonderful sponsors, who, regardless of our timeliness to big happenings in the video game industry still decide to support us financially every week we get it i mean not for sequential weeks which you would have thought would be a sign that you know a sign of quality a sign of trust that the sponsor would stick around but they don't for for varying reasons so we got a new sponsor this week haven't we we have yeah it's good to it's good to know that at least although none of them stick around for more than a week at least there's an endless queue of them ready to to come mm. in and, and fill in the the empty gap. Yeah. Uh, who's coming to fill in the empty gap this week, Ben? I'll tell you who. It's Control. Right. Not the game, but it's sort of a... Uh, they've sent me one. Hang on, let me... Right, here it is. Um, it's sort of a... How do I describe it? Like a, uh, a black rectangle. Right. Um, and I was having a little play with it last night. And you can, for some reason, I don't know why anyone would want this, but you can change the volume and the channel on your television from, like, a distance. But I can I can just get up and walk over to the set and press See, that's what I on. thought. That's exactly what I thought. But apparently this is a thing that people want. 
Um, I mean, we should just be grateful, really, that they've sponsored us. Like, we shouldn't make well, we should. too many holes in their really stupid product. But we, we are sponsored by Control, not the game, but the Black Rectangle Control. Well, you know, always grateful for a sponsor, but between... Between you and me and mm-hmm. anyone listening to this podcast right now, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's pretty lazy, really, if you can't be bothered to get up and press the buttons on your TV. Right. What else have you got to do, especially this year? you got nowhere to be. No. Go, Kill go some time. fiddle with the little knobs, yeah. the TV knobs. Mm-hmm. Go tickle the knobs. Yeah. Yeah, move the aerial around on top so that it, you know, gets a better picture. Yeah. Uh, tune it in with the dial, like you say, with the, with the knobs and stuff. Yeah, um, wipe all the to... dust off because yes. you know, it's about f- four inches thick. Um, Hear that high pitched yes noise when you turn it on, but actually that that's a noise that you hear that you are able to hear less and less as you get older, which is mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, uh, um, film it on a on a fo- on a on a camera or something and watch it go all wibbly. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. absolutely. When you're recording Let's Plays, also do it on your on your camera on your phone, mm. just recording the screen. But make sure you drop the phone at least once, so it's yeah. really high quality. Uh, and uh, then when you're done with it, send it to us. We'll use it for a live action intro to worst games ever. Maybe yes, fish it out of a bin or a skip yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, don't forget to make sure that your console of choice is plugged into the aerial port. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. And then try and tune it. Try and find it. Go on. Spyro's in there somewhere. Should be. Help him. He's stuck. Well, thank you, Control, for sponsoring us this week. I'm so pleased we got Very a, kind. a sponsor to stand in, because if we didn't have a sponsor for this podcast, I'd be distraught. That would be really embarrassing, wouldn't it? Well, Peter, get ready for embarrassment, because it's not real. I am distraught. I'm afraid Control, not the game, did not sponsor... <sighs> Did not sponsor us this week. I mean, the first tip-off should have been just the whole concept of a black rectangle that allows you to change the volume is so absurd that why would that ever exist? No, we are sponsored as we are each and every week by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for as little as $1 per month. And we have other tiers available. You get access to the podcast post that goes up early in the week. And uh, you can submit your questions in there in the comments and we pick a few and we stuff them in here. Staffering. Uh I've got a question though before we get to the the um submitted questions. Mm-hmm. Where are we walking anyway? I think we're walking along a big old television. I mean sorry, very current television with all yeah. the dials and knobs on it. The current that's what the C in C R T stands for. Yes. Well the C R stands for current and the current. T is television. Current what's the R stand for? Cur- current. Oh, ruh. Oh, is it? Current. Current television. Yes. No, that makes sense. That's good. I have one of those. You have one. We all have one of those. Yeah. So we're walking along one of those. Okay, perfect. Hmm. Well, we've got a question. Did you hear that? Sorry, did you hear that? Was that That a speed demon? No, that was my tum-tum. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was my real hungry tum-tum. It was very distant and quiet. It sounded more like a car outside whizzing past. <laughs> I should have leant into it and like, yeah, that's it. There's just some some real speed demons out yeah. there. You're right. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just uh, just, just my hunger. pill breakfast, not mm. not cutting it. Uh, now some water. That'll stop, won't it? That'll yeah, it definitely. Or, or it'll make it gurgle. One or the other. We'll find mm-hmm. out during the mm-hmm. podcast. Got a question here from the the actual real life John Oliver, off of the American TVs. We like that guy. Um, John says, "Hey lads, 
The PS5 has been out for some time now. Well, both of you, uh, with both of you being early adopters to the console, I was wondering what your thoughts are on the console in regards to value for money. With a 359.99 start point, 64.99 per game, 89.99 for the 3D headset, and 59.99 for an extra controller, it's an expensive hobby. That being coupled with Astro's Playroom and Demon's Souls being the only actual PS5 exclusives currently, would you say now is the time to buy the console or wait for more exclusives and easier console availability? Would love to hear your thoughts and take care. Kanye. Kanye, take care. Uh, Do you know, in a way, I agree with John. Mm -hmm. I think, like, obviously, we... We're excited for the next next gen, so we were we were keen to get one and play. Uh, certainly, you were well up for um, Demon Souls because that's a you know that that is a true exclusive to the PS5, and it was the only way you could play. So I think certainly in your case, I'm sure it was well worth getting. Yeah. Uh, for me, although I've very much enjoyed myself so far, and uh, you know I, I have got a lot out of it, and it's technologically speaking a very Clever piece of kit, especially the controller. I really love the controller, and I loved Astro's Playroom. I I kind of think like you know a lot of people are understandably disappointed that there's these availability issues and that they can't get hold of a, of a PS5 right now. But in some ways, you're not missing out on too much at present. Like yeah, there's there's basically those two games which are the main true exclusives. Pretty much everything else is available either, um, you know, multi-platform on uh, on the Xbox equivalent, or you can play play these things on PS4 still if you've got a PS4, and it's very expensive. I bought a new controller this weekend, or well, about like sort of last week it arrived this weekend, and uh, it's it it's expensive. It's like. You know, wow! I'm I'm fortunate in that I I can really I can sort of afford to spend that money, and occasionally we will get games um, either bought on the company account or sent to us. So again, we've got a an extra benefit there that other people don't have. And yeah, like money wise, and in terms of what you get out of it, in terms of exclusive games, I don't know if it is like worth it right now to like jump on. Uh, if you if it's gonna set you back a lot, which for most people it will do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am inclined to agree. I think uh, it was well worth the purchase for me. I'm very happy with it. I think it's a brilliant console, and I'm sure uh, people who bought Series Xs and Series Ss are saying the exact same thing. I don't yeah. think there are many people who will have bought a next gen console and regretted it so no. far. Uh, but if you're in a position, especially with the console shortages, where it's like, it's a lot of money, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to buy one. Do I enter a, a, a transactional arrangement with a scalper? Don't do that. No. Um, and, and have to pay way over the odds. Then it's definitely not worth it. I, mm-hmm. I certainly understand FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. You see everyone talking about it. But as uh, as John Oliver from Last Week Tonight says... There's really only Demon Souls right now. Yeah. And this has been the case going back, you know, the last, well, should we say all console launches ever? There's very rarely yeah. more than maybe two or three standout exclusives within the first year of launch. I think 
if you if you're really if you're on the fence or you're just not that fussed in general, but you're interested, it's about the two year mark where the really good stuff starts coming mm-hmm. out in, yeah. in high quantities. So. I, d- I wouldn't say that that's any kind of revelation after having a PS5 for the last four months or so, because I think that was just that's just how it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when that's just how in. it is. The good games take a while to come along. That's not to say there aren't good games on there, because there are, and they're fantastic. And I like playing uh, through backwards compatibility and having it look better and run better. Yeah, that's great. That's something that wasn't afforded uh, on the previous gen, uh, certainly not to the extent that it is now uh, in a lot of cases. Uh, so if you are, if if you're really passionate about gaming as a hobby, then like us, you'll probably want one regardless. You won't care about the fact that the games aren't coming. You just want in on that next gen hype as soon as possible. I understand that mm. fully, uh, but in terms of value for money and the amount of games available, if there's if you're anything less than, you know, completely convinced that you need one of these right now, then yeah. Maybe maybe hold off a bit. It's not it's not immediately necessary. The stuff is there, but it's not necessarily there in the quantities that you would need it to be to make it fully justifiable if you're if you're on the fence. Yeah, and certainly there's uh, not just in terms of exclusive games, but I think there are other improvements that will be made in the next. Hopefully, will be made in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. In the uh, my console has always been my my media hub. Um, for streaming TV shows and watching movies and stuff. At the moment, there's a several uh, streaming services missing from PS5 that were available on PS4. So like iPlayer and things like that, um, like UK UK TV stations and, and things. Um, and also, uh, hopefully they'll have added like themes, dynamic themes by then. Um, so that's exciting. And something that they're not going to be able to fix for me is that I think it's really ugly. I, <laughs> the longer I've had it, I think I've said this before on a podcast, like when it first mm. was revealed, I thought that looks a bit weird, but you know, I'll reserve judgment. The longer I've had it, the uglier I think it is. And the stand is annoying because it's like a weird shape. You have to have it on the little stand, whether you're having it upright or flat. Um, and I have to move my PS5 upstairs and downstairs quite frequently because mm-hmm. um, obviously in the evenings I enjoy playing on the sofa in the living room. But and when you're I'm, wee willy winky, of course, as well. Uh, of course. Um, and uh, when we are streaming stuff, I have to bring it upstairs to play uh, PS5 games up here. So I'm moving it all the time, mm-hmm. and that stand is a piece of crap. I hate it so much. <laughs> so you do you have it horizontally when it's downstairs yeah i have it horizontally all the time oh and then and then it's horizontal upstairs too yeah because i i also think it's a strange i mean it is a strange looking console it's nothing like anything sony have made before no uh, by a wide margin and a lot of it is apparently down to ventilation but i'd rather have a big sort of black monolith that's in keeping with just the flaps i I don't like most yeah. yeah the weird yeah the weird fins are strange Mm. um i have solely had it vertical so far and i will say that i think it looks horrible horizontal because it it just clearly isn't designed to be laid horizontally even though that's what a lot of people have to do to fit it in their you know their entertainment stands and stuff yeah Uh, i I, could i could have it vertical upstairs when it's just on the floor in my in my well then you'd have to unscrew the (laughs) 
the well, flipping it comes stand. Off, it, it seems to come off anyway when I move it, or like oh, it's, it's good. It sort of slips. It's got very little friction on it, so I I could literally just change it every time if I wanted to have it yeah. vertical up here. But I'm not really bothered about how it looks up here because it's just on the floor next to me while I'm streaming, and then it goes downstairs again. But yeah, it will only fit in our TV stand uh, yeah. horizontally. And that's the same for a lot of people. I actually moved my TV over just so it could stand vertically because mm. I think I think it looks way better vertical than it does yeah. horizontal. So that's that's how I have it. Um, but it's that's not a solution for everyone. But hey, even if they may not change the form factor up too much because that would be a huge admission of, yes, yeah. we designed something that's really hideous. Uh, they certainly will come out with other colors. I'm really hoping they do a black yeah. one soon, a piano black one of, you know, as I said, fits with... I think the color of most people's televisions and other gadgets mm. and doodads that are in front of TVs and stuff. So, um, but to get back to the question, yeah, things things will improve. This they is will. just what it's like to be an early adopter, especially with games. You know, it does what it needs to do right now, and that's fine. There were settings in there on the early release models uh, for a web browser which was clearly removed at the last mm. minute because there was no web browser in the um, in the preview models but the, the settings were in there so maybe that's something that comes in at some point there's all sorts of features that'll be added over time and again we've spoken about it before with games in terms of waiting for a game of the year edition to come out with all the dlc and stuff like that if you can wait for that then good for you because that yeah. is the best time to jump on but for a lot of us <laughs> We kind of just want to play it and be part of that conversation. Well, and um, we needed to, you know, do the do the coverage and oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely, for us so. specifically. But generally speaking, if you're yeah. if you're plugged in and you want it, you're gonna get it, aren't you? But mm. if you are on the fence in any way, you can wait. You can definitely do with waiting for sure. You're not missing out, I wouldn't say. No, not majorly, not hugely, not yeah. until they release um, Rogue Warrior Two, the yeah. big PS5 exclusive. We're all waiting for, or the next gen exclusive Xbox players also get it mm -hmm. rogue warrior they get rogue warriors 3 actually bodies twitching in 4k 60 fps mm -hmm. i can't wait make sure you check them yeah it's time for a brand new section now that we've never done before apart from i don't know if you've noticed actually we have actually done this in every episode so far but not mm, not much no just, i don't just a little bit i refuse to believe that okay well We'll do it now, and you, you just kind of compare it to previous episodes and okay. kind of see okay. how you feel about it. Right? All right. Well, it's called What We Play In. It's What We Play In time. Peter, what are you playing? Uh, I have been playing more Little Nightmares 2. I said in the, in the uh, previous episode, you know, when we did this section last week, like I told you we did. No, no. That, was, that was What We Play In. This is not... Oh, it's true. Different. Yeah, so in what we play in last week, I uh, I may have mentioned that I'd finished the game on, on an initial run um, and that I'd started to go back again just to kind of look for hats and <laughs> collectible uh, fizzy children because um, mm. there's sort of some weird staticky ghost ghost kids around. Um, I've I've finished a second run. I did it without a guide because I did just want to see wh how much how much I could find um myself just going through again and uh i still don't have everything so i am now gonna have to uh go back and maybe use a guide because there will be uh there's something about that art style and i guess even just the camera that sometimes places that you can actually get to don't look get to -able. so um 
I'll have to maybe just look up like, oh, you can actually walk into that, you know, little little cubby there, or you can climb that shelf. But there's a couple mm-hmm. of like things that don't look overtly climbable that actually are, and you have to like go up, up, you know, do a bit of traversal, and like there's a little secret area where there's a kid or whatever. So, um, but I mean, I just enjoyed running through it again anyway for a second time, and we're currently running through it for a third time on um well we might have finished it by now at time of release of this podcast we've been uh, playing it on our joint blazer streams on thursdays uh, a couple of weeks ago on twitch and this week this week just gone on youtube for the sleepover stream and uh no why to say that it was on youtube it's on youtube all the time but um and uh it's uh, it's it's certainly been spooky and uh time of recording ben has yet to experience the spooks of this week but um yeah whether we I'm finish prepared. it or not i don't know we might have one more one more session to go not sure mm. um other than that i uh i also thought oh man remember when i remember when i said i was going to play horizon and i started it and then like other things happened which is the whole reason i didn't play it in the first place because other things were happening so yeah. i thought maybe i should go back to that and i thought well i only played like a sort of a session and a half of it before i ended up having to move on to other things so i ended up restarting it i could i remembered the story anyway but i just thought you know i'd it i'd played so little of it that i would have a little refresher and just go from the beginning because it would it wouldn't it wouldn't take much time um you know honestly like i'm not i'm not so sure about that game like controversial statement i know like people love horizon the story and the world i'm fascinated by and i really want to know what happens but gameplay wise i could really take it or leave it like it it plays well like technically like there's it, there's nothing wrong with it they've not like made a bad game by any stretch but it's just i don't know if i'm in the right headspace at the moment for an open world with like side quests and stuff like that and uh you know there's like little bits of crafting and different types of ammunition or like status effects and things like that and I just I I don't know if I can I don't know if I can stomach it right now. So <laughs> it's a I'm, big leap to go from little nightmares to something well, like that. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. And you know, even before Little Nightmares, I think probably the the other games I'd been playing, you know, we've we've been playing Sackboy together and probably before that the other PS5 game I'd played was Astro. So mm-hmm. I've just been on like three games in a row of little people going around very artistically uh vibrant worlds or horrific i guess in some ways yeah. and then yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to jump over to a an open world lots of map markers i mean it's not an ubi game as such but uh you know it's it's that kind of it's cut from the same cloth and uh yeah there's a lot going on with that game story and uh, story and law and world absolutely agree with the hype that it's fascinating i want to know what's happened uh, you know, Aloy is a really likable character. I love all of that, no question. Um, it's just the actual act of sitting down and playing it. I just feel a little bit overwhelmed. So um, we'll see how I get on with it. And I'm just wondering, you know, t- what what it's going to take for me to, uh, to sit down and, and get through it and enjoy it. And I'm sure there's a way I can play it or something I can do to just prep myself for that kind of game. But struggling a little bit right now. Okay. Well, yeah. everyone's entitled to their own gaming proclivities, of course. Yeah, may there be a thousand blossoms bloom, as far Precisely. as I'm concerned. 
And as it's an open world game, you've got to collect all of all thousand of them. Of the blossoms, of yeah. the blossoms for a trophy, yeah. But hey, um, stay away from the river because every six weeks, uh, someone gets torn to pieces by a saltwater robo croc. Yes. Have you met any of those? No, I ain't spending any time on it right okay, now. Okay, that's so, fair enough. Yeah. I think we've seen that through to its conclusion. I think we've done every every single line from that one there. Yeah, Good. no, we have. Uh, yes, stick at it and see how you get on, because yeah. I have that a lot of times with uh, with bigger open games where it's like, here's all of our rules, and, mm. and you're just like, oh, God, this is this is a lot. And you have to play for another like couple of hours or so to sort of uh, organically acclimatize to yeah. all of the, you know, the, the new rules and regulations of this fun gaming environment and Mm -hmm. it may take you a minute to get there or you may just hate it and that's fine the way i played it because i borrowed it from work at the time and i had to get through it as fast as possible was i ignored all the side content and i just ran from main quest to main quest well that's definitely my temptation at the moment yeah yeah, yeah, and I loved it, and and I still uh, still really really enjoyed it, and then went back later and got the platinum. But that still didn't require a great deal of side st- side stuff. It wasn't like you need to complete every side quest. I don't oh, really? think. I think it was very, or not even. You didn't even have to collect all the collectibles. It was something like that. It was surprisingly mm. lax in its requirements for the platinum trophy, which was quite refreshing, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's uh, the story is really good. I'm I'm interested to to hear how you get on with it. Uh, if you play any more yeah i'm sure i mean I, I definitely will play some more from this point i've not now decided well i'm done uh but yeah i'm I'm hoping that in the next couple of goes mm-hmm. i'll i'll start to start to click with it again yeah but yeah. see how you get on uh what have you been playing ben well similar to last week i played a i've played all over the place this week i've been been kind of all over the shop uh persona 5 royal obviously mm-hmm I have had to shelve that. Um, at the time of release, I might have got the platinum, but basically, mm. I'm on 199 platinum trophies, right? Uh, of course, yeah. And I promised my 200th would be a terrible game, which thankfully this week I will have streamed and hopefully got my 200th platinum in Dying Reborn, is what it's called. Oh, wow. It doesn't look good. It's not been reviewed well, and I'm going to follow a guide, and hopefully I can do it in one stream, because it's like two hours to get mm-hmm. the platinum. Okay. And I've, I've had to pay money for it and everything, which is awful. Uh, but I'm right at the end of Persona 5 Royal now, and if I proceeded any further, I would finish the game and get the platinum, which would be the, you know, 200th, which is against the rules. Yeah. So I've had to put that on the shelf now. I've played through the, the you know, obviously the vast majority of the new uh, season that they added. And uh, it's really cool. I like it. I like how they've gone about it. Sort of a, uh, it sort of flips the world on its head a little bit. And it's a very sympathetic antagonist who mm-hmm. you can sort of relate to. And I'm interested to see how that concludes. Although, because I was following a guide to make sure I saw and did everything, and even got this ending, because you can't you can't actually proceed this far into the game if you if you make certain choices. So right. I had to I had to make sure I did the right stuff to get here. Um, but because I've pretty much done everything now, the guide is basically just saying free time, free time, free time for 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 you know two pretty much two weeks in a row. And uh, I suppose that's not how everyone would approach this final portion of the game. They'd be mopping up stuff they haven't done. Right, yeah. Um, or experiencing new things. But I was just like, oh, man, what do I do? I suppose I'll go to the gym 
and like level up my HP and SP just to get it done and make the final boss a little easier, I guess. Uh, but it is great. It's really good. Persona 5 Royal, fantastic game. Nice position to be in, I suppose. Just yeah, absolutely. Loads it's... of free time. It's like being in, it's by, like being in lockdown. Exactly, which is why I was able to play 100 hours of Persona 5 mm. Royal in, in, like, God, three weeks or whatever. Free time. Free time. Free time. <laughs> time. Can't go to the gym, though. Uh, but not content with that, I thought, wow, I've really enjoyed seeing and experiencing all of this Persona 5 stuff that I missed out on the first time around by following a guide. Maybe I should do that for Persona 4 Golden as well, because I'm an insane person. Mm-hmm. So I got Persona 4 Golden fired up on the Vita, and I've made it my bedtime game. Ah. And I'm now playing through it with a guide. The Platinum's a lot harder than for Persona 5 Royal, but I'm going to chip away at it and see how far I get before I give up forever. Or my mm-hmm. Vita dies, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, I I do fear that for lots of people who still play their older consoles. Well, and me too, actually. I've you know I've still got some old uh, proper like TV plug-in console consoles as opposed to handhelds, and yeah. you never quite know how long they're going to last. But Good they're job. they're from a time, you know, they're built in it from an era where everything could survive a nuclear bomb including yes. Indiana Jones's fridge. Apart from that PS1 that I dropped on a concrete floor once and it broke. Oh, yeah. That, that's the only one, though. Yeah. All the rest of them are fine. But the Vita that's is good. surprisingly hardy. The battery life is still really good. Mm. I had it in my drawer because I, I, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before when I was playing, uh, what's it called? Uh, life is Strange 2. Yeah. Towards the end of last year, that was made... What, when was that? That was pre-PS5, so that would have been October sort of time. Mm-hmm. And I was d- using Remote Play on my Vita to play it in bed from my PS4. And when I took my Vita out of my drawer uh, a couple of weeks, uh, not a couple of weeks ago, a few days ago, to, to play Persona 4 on it, yeah. it started up with the same battery life. Like, it was just sat Whoa. there, just, just waiting. And it's, That's it's very impressive. Really, like, the Vita is such a brilliant little handheld and obviously now it's died a thousand deaths but it's still mm. very useful i don't know when persona 4 golden can get a steam port right why is it not on home consoles as well please yeah i just want to play it on a console i know i can i have it on ps2 but it's not got trophies so you know what's the point uh but beyond that i started control right which yeah. was the inspiration for this this week's sponsor i don't know if you could tell well, I, I mean, I didn't necessarily know you played it. Sometimes we just, you know, there's a new game out or whatever, and it's like, oh, well, let's let's uh, let's cover that with a sponsor. But oh, control, yeah, yeah, control is um, it's fantastic. And it's what, very what made weird. you uh, what made you want to give it a go? I've I've had it recommended to me over and over again, and I was intending to play it on PS5 anyway, mm. and then they put it on Plus, so yeah, I downloaded it. And, uh, you know, this this sort of week-long gap while I'm waiting to get my 200th Platinum so I can hop back into Persona 5 Royal and finish that off. I thought, time for control. It can't be that long, can it? And it's it's like 12 hours long, thereabouts. So it's sort of a perfect perfect length to fit in. And uh, it's really weird. And I'm not a big fan of the map. But it's it's really good. And it makes me uncomfortable. And, and it's strange and haunting and atmospheric and it puts me on edge wherever i go i don't know if you know anything about control peter because i didn't really know a lot all i know about control is i've seen lots of different i mean i've seen the cover art with Mm. 
like the woman with her hand out. And I've seen different images, like promotional stuff, of the same woman holding her hand out from different angles. Yes. Like she doing does, different. She does do that, though, to be fair. There's like posted stuff or like ads <laughs> and like just different bits of like banner art. And it's just her with her hand everywhere. Yeah. That's what she does. That's it. Apparently. So that's the whole game. Mm-hmm. It's basically the, to in a nutshell, it's the game equivalent of. You know when a game wants to kind of mind freak you and use video game design against you and you'll go down a corridor and then you'll turn around and where you've come is different? Oh, I love that, yeah. It's that, the game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's intentionally very ambiguous and doesn't tell you a lot. Uh, you arrive at the Federal Bureau of Control in America in unspecified time period. And mm-hmm. um, I won't go into details, but basically you arrive and there's been some sort of... Uh, event that's taken place and uh, when I say event I'm not it's not that I'm not going into details it's that I'm not really sure how to describe it some sort of um, you know like in Beyond Two Souls where they have that whole uh, sort of government department studying the the other world yeah or like the, uh, whatever it was called yeah the spirit played or whatever the rift yeah it's essentially that except that that can manipulate time and space and like mess with how buildings are constructed and make people get angry at you and turn red and and try and kill you with human guns and stuff right and you basically get more more powerful as you go through and you're trying to work out what's going on it's very weird very difficult to explain you'll have no idea what's going on for most of it and then slowly start to piece it together i'm i'm about two-thirds of the way through it now it's fantastic if anyone has playstation plus or they haven't played control and they're tempted to play it highly recommended i am Glad that I have not had anything spoiled about it for me before going in. Yeah, I'd not even really considered it. I knew it was on Plus, and I assumed that's why you'd brought it as this week's sponsor, but I didn't necessarily think you'd uh, have given it a go, just because it's such a a nothing game in my head, not in terms of its quality. I don't know. It's because I know nothing about it. It's like, oh. occupies no real estate. Yeah, exactly. It's just that game uh, that I've seen a, a, a picture of. Recommended. So, it's yeah. uh, it's world design is similar. I'd say it's a cross between sort of Bioshock and Prey or Prey Two. If you're get serious about this, where you're yeah. re- where you're relatively free to wander around the building, but you'll have specific places you need to go and some like puzzle solving and stuff. So it's it's sort of it's open. You're not. It's not linear. You're not shuffled down one corridor to another following story events. It it is. And it did actually make me sigh a bit when I started. I was like, oh, no, I kind of wanted to be shunted down a corridor. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and that's where the bad map becomes a bit of an issue. But it's um, it's really good. Really, really good. And uh, I would recommend. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you've been having a good time with it. Yeah, lovely time. It's time for question two. Yes. This is from Mr. Pistachio. It is. Steve Pistachio says, "Hello gentle boys. I know we all have seen our we we all have seen our own enthusiasm over a game wane after viewing some negative reviews, but has anyone had the opposite experience? I had a PS1 in the long ago times, but I never messed with Spyro. It was only decades later as I watched Peter's No Flame stream and his What This Game Means to Me retrospective that I found my interest peaked. Mm. Well, I bought the Reignited trilogy and have fallen in love with the games. Thank you. Thank you." 
so much. There's a comma which threw yeah. me a bit. Thank just you so much. Just curious if you dudes have ever gotten caught up in the enthusiasm of another and seen something you normally don't care for in a new and positive way. Thanks oh. for making the pandemic less awful. Thank you, Mr. Pistachio. Thank you, Steve Pistachio. The, he's the heir to all of the pistachio fortune in the world. Of the pistachio family. Yeah, one day when Mrs. Lady Pistachio dies, he will inherit Helen. the entire... Helen, Helen Pistachio. Pistachio. Yeah. Um, I, um, let's see. So I've got a half answer and then more of a real answer. My 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 semi-answer would be that from a distance, uh, I have always been intrigued by the sort of lore and art style of the Soulsborne games. So I don't really see there ever being a point where I sit down, certainly of my own volition or just in my own free time, sit down and play them. Because um, I've given, I I tried a little bit of um, first Dark Souls game at one point and I tried Bloodborne as well. And both of them, you know, I found very difficult as, you know, lots of people uh, report. Um and I, uh, whether we maybe stream them one day, we've talked before about maybe you would like school me through Dark Souls or Bloodborne at some point. That might happen. Mm. But I, as I say, I can't see myself playing them in my own free time. However, I think the the actual, the ambiguous um, lore and the, the, you know, the the kind of variety in monsters and hellish, horrible creatures and, uh, the way they all have interlinking stories with each other, or I, I assume they do to an extent. Um, you know, I find that very intriguing, and uh, I I like the idea that this world exists. And uh, just you know, the opening cutscene for I think is it the first first Dark Souls game, the one with like there's like a like the pale dragon thing, like the scaleless dragon. Yes, Seath. And there's a, a, a skull-headed person and maybe a witch or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's and all that kind of stuff. I thought, oh, this looks really cool. It's just a shame that I've certainly in my current state, I'm essentially unable to play these. <laughs> um, so that's that's something. But yeah, that's not quite what the question is. However, uh, I found this was very much the case with... Um, uh, I keep wanting to say Dark Souls now in my head. What's it called? Soul Calibur. The word soul was really throwing me off uh, there. Okay. Soul Calibur 2. Um, so I, I've i always been a, a Tekken boy since I had my PS1. I, I think Tekken 1 might have been one of the first games that sort of came with my console. Um, not bundled, but just bought with it. Um, and uh, so I, I played my way through the Tekken games. And then when we got... I guess it was a is it an original Xbox or maybe a 360? Um, we played the Xbox version of Soul Calibur 2 um, based off the testimony of uh, just a, another kid we knew who was like, "Oh, Soul Calibur's great," and I was like, "It's not. I mean, it's not Tekken, is it? Right? You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not the same." And I was like, "Oh, and they've got weapons as well. That's cheating." You know, it's, it felt it felt dishonest to be using weapons on each other. Mm. Even though Yoshimitsu is in both games and he uses a sword in both games, is the only one using a sword in Tekken. Um, so we sat down and played it anyway. And initially, like I couldn't, I was rubbish at it because you know the control schemes are all different on fighting games. A is block uh, instead of you know all the face buttons in Tekken all do attacks, 
Whereas in uh, in Soul Calibur, you, it's not it's not that way at all. So I was really rubbish at it. And then very very quickly, I was like, oh man, this is actually this is actually brilliant. Um, the load times on the Xbox version are virtually non-existent. On PS2, it's a bit it's not as good. Um, but uh, and again, it's like actually a really interesting world and lore. It's that kind of I guess like Dark Souls. It's a uh, it's made by a Japanese studio. It's a Namco game. Who they're, they're Japanese, aren't they? I think. I mean, certainly yeah. Tekken is, yeah, yeah. is a Japanese game. Yeah. Um, and but they they uh, use a lot of Western culture and history and kind of um, sort of almost mythological or legendary vibes. Like there's these you know these heroes of old kind of thing. And uh, I always find that's really interesting. The way that. Japanese studios, whether they're game developers or um, uh, like people who make anime and stuff, I really like the way that they come at um, depictions of Western culture, particularly historical mm-hmm. uh, depictions of that. So I've always wanted to watch more like Studio Ghibli films, and I haven't got around to it, but I'm sure that I would enjoy that because that certainly has some of those vibes. So Soul Calibur Two uh, was a game that I absolutely loved. And I still actually play it occasionally on PS2. As I say, it's not it's not as good that build, but uh, it's the only way I can play it at the moment. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, really, really got on the Soul Calibur two hype, and I've played a couple of the other games since. Nice. Did you get the one that had Yoda on it on 360 and Darth I think that Vader was, on PS3? I think that was one that I missed actually. Oh, um, yeah, I don't remember playing as either. I think I played that at someone's house once and really enjoyed it, but. Um, no, I think I played. I played the one where I think Geralt was in one, wasn't he? Oh yeah, that I was. That, I think that was the most recent one. Was that six? I think that was six. Yeah, five or six, maybe. Yeah, I've, I think I played. I think I owned and played five on Xbox 360. I'm probably getting these numbers wrong because I'm not a huge. I, I don't I follow the Geralt series that closely. A, Geralt was a more recent one than that. I think that was PS4, Xbox. Right. 3. So I must have played that maybe again at someone's house, but because um, I was a hunky boy. He was one of he the, was he was a on our boy. first Hunky Boys from from that Soul Calibur game. So I think that's 2018, right. probably that one, 2019. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I've definitely played that game before. Whether it was the one that I owned, I don't actually remember. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I owned five on uh, Xbox 360. But Soul Calibur Two, it's up there with like top, I don't know, top twenty games of all time for me. Nice. Really good. Yeah. Wow, you you can remember that many games that you've played. <laughs> well, I'm doing a sort of ballpark. You right. know? I know that it's not it's certainly not top five or top ten. And yeah. So it Call must yourself be top a 20. fan. Name name all the calibers. Go what's on. What's number nineteen what's number nineteen top <laughs> game of all time? Do you not carry around your top 20 on your head at all times, Ben? No, I mean, I no. struggle to populate a top 10. I can definitely name yeah, like too. at least three, but that's it. Yeah, I'd have to really I, sit down and think. I absolutely agree. But ballpark, <laughs> I know it's just outside the top 10 somewhere. So Very important go. to you. Yeah. yeah. I do love the guest characters in fighting games. They're always really fun. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Spawn was in Soul Calibur 2 on Xbox. Really? Yeah, which is a bit weird. Yeah. That is weird. I'm not sure that's right. Yeah. Well, we definitely need to get you playing Dark Souls at some point. We'll have a, we we'll do. keep an eye on those sales and see if if uh, Dark Souls Remastered goes on sale, and we I'll should do. we should do some streams. Souls School or yeah, something. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, for me, it's probably it's probably Metal Gear Solid in general. 
Right, yeah. Because MGS5 was coming out, the hype train was building up, because I'd seen several Metal Gear Solid games come and go to much critical acclaim without any interest in them whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> and MGS5 was coming out, and I went to a preview, uh, a review event sorry, for Ground Zeroes, the sort of precursor, which is... I still think criminally small, for technically a demo, and they were going to sell it, and I was really unimpressed by that. But I th- and I didn't, I didn't give it a very good review score because of that. But I did make it very clear that the the gameplay was excellent. I just didn't agree that they should be selling it for twenty quid or whatever it was. Mm. And playing that made me so excited for MGS Five. That I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna need to go to you. You're talking about going to Soul School. I needed to go to Snake School. Yeah. And I went back and I'd tried to play Metal Gear Solid One previously uh, via the the PS One Classic that was released on PS Three and PSP and stuff. And I think I'd only gotten so far. I'd gotten to the Psycho Mantis fight, and yeah. then because I was playing it essentially emulated. Uh, when you had to change controller inputs, it didn't really work. <laughs> and right. and you had to. There was that bit where you had to call Meryl on the codec, and it's on the back of the box. And I'm like, I don't have a box. I don't know what <laughs> what am I meant to do. I don't understand. Uh, so it wasn't the best way to experience the game. But I did play through MGS One. I think I followed a guide just to make sure I knew what the hell I was doing. Uh, because what I was really interested in playing was MGS Three because that game looked awesome <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. And then I got the HD collection and played through 2 and 3, and I loved 3. thought 3 was fantastic. I still assert that if Konami wants to get back into everyone's good books, they should remake 3, get David Hayter back, remake 3 in the MGS5 engine, release that. Everyone would fall over themselves to to play that, because it's incredible. It's a Bond game, basically. It's brilliant. Mm. It's amazing. Um, But yeah, just that hype, that pre-launch hype for MGS5 got me to go back and play... uh, all of the MGS games, apart from four, uh, which I think I did start, but then it was really long and I just didn't have the patience to see it through. And that's a shame because I know it's amazing. Um, But that's one of those games, and I think we'll get to it in the big discussion, actually. But that's one of those games that I just don't understand why it was never re-released or remastered Mm -hmm. or, heck, even remade uh, because it's such an important game and it's locked away on PS3. No one can ever play it unless they get a PS3. Mm. Um but yeah, that that'll be that'll be it for me. MGS five. Oh, brilliant. Wow. Yeah. You know the thing about the MGS games? Uh Yeah, or, what? Well they sometimes, particularly from what I've heard, MGS five can get a bit get a bit weird at times. A bit weird. A bit weird, bit, that would on, be a bit just... you are you ready? That would be yeah. You're I ready? heard you going away from the microphone yeah, yeah, to I get was yours. Preparing. Yeah. Uh yeah, a bit a bit weird. It, you know, like like, like yeah, weird news. Weird news. 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Weird news time. Time to talk about some weird video game news. Peter, what weird video game news did you find this week? Oh, look out. It's got... Uh, hang on, let me just see. Uh, just pull it up here. Uh, am I going to spoil? Is it in the headline? Am I going to spoil it if I? No, no I'm not. Okay, look no. out! It's got Nazis in it. Oh um... boy. Okay, this is calling to Kotaku.com. It's written by Ethan Gack, uh, and Ethan says Destiny 2's new weekly challenge shares a slogan with the Hitler Youth. Oh dear. Uh, and then in square brackets it says update Bungie apologizes says it was unintentional well I should hope so right um, I'm I'm sort of nervously excited to hear this slogan now right yeah okay because if it's like do your best which obviously is a <laughs> scout slogan then it's like okay well I mean there's there was there's a lot of crossover there that, that could have been from anywhere it's a bit it's it's is it a bit Hitler youthy or is it just is it just a slogan? You know? It's not a bit Hitler youthy specifically. It's not like anything to do with the mentality of the Nazi Party, but okay. it's a bit. Um, it's it's strange that like the this specific wording is quite a specific thing. You know, it's not just do your best. It's like right. we are the Hitler Youth kind of thing. Adolf you know, is is cool. Yeah, or something like oh, destiny. Why would you? <laughs> why is that? How did that get through? It's just strange that this happened to be the exact thing. So let me get to it. It's the first sentence. Okay. A new weekly challenge in Destiny 2's Season of the Chosen is called Blood and Honor. It's a phrase that's been seen in other fantasy media. Oh, I didn't clock that when I first read this. Okay, well, it's not like they're the first. But it's Destiny's fault. Yeah. Um, But it's also the English translation of the German phrase Blut und Ehre, I think. Uh, one of the Nazi slogans used by the Hitler Youth. What's it doing hmm. in Destiny 2? I have no idea. The phrase is easy to miss since it off, uh, only briefly pops up when you complete eight war table bounties for the week and get your resulting powerful engram reward. But to some, unaware of the phrase's history, seems vaguely in keeping with the rest of the season of chosen nomenclature. 
which revolves around fighting a militant alien faction called the Cable, a warrior race obsessed with things like blood and honor. Um, okay. At the same time, the phrase's secondary meaning wasn't lost on some Destiny players, who picked up on it and posted about it on social media. The English phrase has been used in other fictional works that don't appear to be intentionally referencing the Nazis, like 1999's Might and Magic 7, For Blood and Honor, and World of Warcraft and Star Wars novelizations. But here's... Uh, but here's Magneto referencing Blut und Ehre before killing two Nazis in the popular 2011 summer blockbuster X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah. And I remember him killing those Nazis. There's a link to, I guess, him saying those words. Um, it's also the name of a British neo-Nazi group with offshoots in oh. the United States. Oh, that's... I didn't, I didn't want to hear that line. No, well, that really brings it down. It's still with us today. Of course the, it is. The English version of the phrase, on its own, might read as an accidental oversight, but this week it's joined by a new version of Season of the Chosen's Battlegrounds, actively in the co- Cosmodrome called... Uh, activity, there we go. A new Season of the Chosen's Battlegrounds activity in the Cosmodrome called... Battlegrounds Cleansing. Oh. In which you mow down legions of cable, cabal, and loot treasure chests using cabal gold, which, in the context of the activity's name and the challenge, might evoke something similar to Nazi gold. I mean, that's that's not. Yeah, it's a bit worse there. None of that's a great visual, is it? No. It's a lot to show up all at once, but I don't make any assumptions about what's going on internally or whether this is all accidental, Destiny fanfiction writer Mardino of Chatzuk, one of the people who first pointed out the Blood and Honor reference, told Kotaku in a direct message. Anti-Semitism is really prevalent and is pernicious because people can spread it without knowing they're doing it. Um, Bungie did not respond to a request for comment about how the phrase came to be used in the game, whether it was aware of its connection to Nazism or if it plans to take it out. Update, a spokesperson from Bungie tells Kotaku that any references to the Blood and Honor Hitler Youth slogan or other anti-Semitic references were unintentional and will be addressed in an upcoming patch. They provided the following statement where they basically just say exactly what has just been abbreviated there by mm-hmm. Ethan. Um, I like how that article ends they did not respond to comment here's a comment from bungie update <laughs> i'm assuming for journalistic reasons they, they have, have to, to leave keep it in the original yeah. article as is yeah yeah and do a do an update mm-hmm. wow i mean i've i've got to assume that's not intentional no surely surely no. not it's right? just unfortunate so what i meant when i was alluding to what we were about to hear was just it's just a bit funny that like those two words specifically, you know, they could have picked anything. They could have p- picked death and honor, blood and victory, you know, or ketchup uh, and mustard. Exactly. Or the other way around, honor and blood. It's just unfortunate. And uh, yeah, yeah, you have to feel, feel bad for them that they picked those two words and put them in that order. And it happens to be a, a Hitler Youth slogan, sadly. It's a bad order. It's a really mm. bad order. Yeah. Oh man, that is weird. Hopefully, I think they probably should just remove that to be safe, and hopefully I think they, they will. will. Be, yeah, yeah. Uh, my goodness. Yeah, they've. I will actually read the tail end of this statement because I'm sure they would like it out there. We apologise to all of our players that were hurt by the references, and we are grateful to our community for bringing their concerns to our attention. Well, hmm. good on you, Bungie, for uh, rectifying and what I'm sure was an accidental uh, error, as all errors are. Yes. Accidental. All of them. 
Yeah. All of them. Okay, well, I don't have any Nazi news. Oh. But I do have news about Valheim. That okay. Steam game, what's blown up and everyone loves. Yeah. So this is from PC Gamer. Mm-hmm. And it's from Natalie Clayton. Checking a lot of PC Gamer recently for weird news. Turns out there are very there's a very rich weird news ore deposit. That's absolutely right. Gamer. I've I've noticed that when I've wanted to just not do another Kotaku one, I tend to go to PC <laughs> Gamer. The only thing is you have to scroll through lots of articles about the new GHXT motherboard uh, sticker has come out. Uh, there's a lot of that on PC Gamer. Yeah, I'm getting a big advert on here from uh, it's it's called Pizza to Go. It's a takeaway oh. that doesn't even deliver to me. Right. Because I checked, okay? <laughs> because I clicked on it and I checked, but it's there. And it looks like a stock photo of pizza that you see on Just Eat. Mm-hmm. It's not going to look like that. Definitely not. Especially anyway. if they do deliver it to you from miles and miles and miles away. By the well, time it gets there. I'll tell you how it might get to me a little bit more efficiently albeit perhaps in splattered across the road, Yeah. if they take note from this news story, ah. the headline of which reads, The Valheim community is trying to yeet themselves into orbit. Fantastic. A Viking space race to see which Norseman can fly the furthest. Forget tree roulette or wooden spaceships, the latest trend sweeping Valheim's Nordic forests is the so-called Viking Space Program, which sees players flinging themselves across the sky to see who can fly the furthest. As spotted by Eurogamer, the Valheim community has spent the better part of the last week soaring through the clouds and presumably leaving Viking-shaped smears on the ground. This comes following the discovery that, by using the Abyssal Harpoon, one player can effectively slingshot another to stratospheric heights. Would you like to see it in action? I'd love to. Okay, I'm going to see if I can... Will this open it? I'm clicking on a Reddit link. Yes, it does take me to the video. It does play Rocket Man. Okay. By Elton John, which did start auto-playing when I opened this page yesterday, which really threw me. Uh, So there you go. Using this basic mechanic, would-be astronauts have begun ref- uh, refining the process to achieve greater heights. <laughs> Doors can be used to keep the projectile player in place while the launcher runs off in the other direction, building tension. Naturally, sloped roof pieces make for ideal ramps, mm. says. Further improvements involve setting up a launch runway, improving the accuracy of your human cannonballs. This first example also has the added benefit of shooting towards the ocean, handily avoiding a messy landing. A mountaintop launch, meanwhile, delivers some truly impressive altitude. Naturally, Valheim isn't exactly built to handle 300 miles per hour flying Norsemen. In our flying... uh, Sorry, our flying Vikings quickly start crossing the world faster than the game can load it in. Nobody really seems clear on what the point of it all is, besides a challenge to see who can hold themselves the furthest. A few commenters toy with the idea of using it to ferry iron ore across the map, a kind of human delivery drone that leaves a meaty mess on the recipient's doorstep. Mm. Others have noted that Valheim's full damage caps out at 100. If you're well fed enough, you have a good chance of sticking the landing. (laughs) I really like that in this video you sent me on the Reddit post, the person gets launched into the sky and then... They sort of enjoy the view, and then as they start tumbling down to the ground again, they desperately try and log out just before they hit the floor, because <laughs> I guess you can sort of cheat your way out of um, a full damage death if you do that. Yeah, yeah. I've now sent you the one that I intended to send you in the first place. That's the okay. one with Rocket Man. There's really, like, some of the stuff they've built, 
to launch launch boys is very impressive and the game just cannot just cannot handle it and they do explode into sort of a giblet paste i like what they've i like the whole system for those who can't uh go to our link dump or whatever underneath the oh god it really does chop doesn't it on that one you (laughs) sent me it goes down to like one fps very briefly um so they what you do is you seem to stick like a piece of elastic to your friend uh, and then there's just a, a wooden door in the middle of a field and you get on opposite sides of this wooden door and then one person walks away from that wooden door and then as soon as the other person opens that wooden door, because the door is then out of their way, they're able to sling immediately towards their friend and then, of course, they get slingshotted. Yeah. So, uh, so it's all just a, a simple technique, but a, a clever one at the same time, I would say. It's incredible. It's mm. It really... It's a really good spectator sport. I recommend yeah. checking it out. It's going to be a difficult thumbnail to make, isn't it? Because we can't run with the Nazi one, can we, really? No, just, you'll have to just have a, <laughs> a Viking with some motion blur or something. Yeah, I'll work it out. It'll be fine. Yeah. Well, there we are. That's weird news. Let's move on to another question. Let's. Um, I'm just still watching that video. After it's good, isn't it? It's pretty again. addictive. It's a yeah. nice compilation. Um, it's time for question three. This is from Josiah Miller, or Josiah Miller, perhaps. Um, can we talk trophies for a minute? That wasn't my question. Don't you dare, they say. (laughs) Yes, we can. Uh, I have something of a problem, as they have become, uh, just about all I live for. Sincerest apologies to my lovely family. I know Ben is much more likely to have a strong opinion about the subject than Peter, but what value do you place on trophies and where do you draw the line on a trophy you are willing to work for and one you just can't be bothered with? For me, it stopped being about fun ages ago and I have drudged through some truly abysmal games for that sweet, sweet pop. Uh, Not that you two would know anything about plop games for stinkers. Oh, Oh, absolutely not. So this definitely goes for achievements as well. Obviously, yeah, I course. think most people listening know the the difference between trophies and achievements. In that, in in achievement land, you, your aim is to get all the achievements and or that or the full gamer score, right? That's the phrase or something similar. Yeah. Um. And then I don't really remember anymore. On PlayStation platforms, when you get all the trophies, which are usually identical to the the, the achievements found mm. on Xbox. Uh, you would get an additional trophy, the Platinum Trophy, to show that you've got all of them. Not all games have a Platinum, but the vast majority do. Yeah. Uh, so, Peter, as someone who has been on Xbox and PlayStation, what do you what do you make of the, the virtual trinkets that what show value what do you've I done? place on trophies? I place um, absolutely zero value on <laughs> achievements and trophies. Uh, I think this is well, quite often we get questions where we, you know, I mean, I as a general rule, I tend to answer first just because that's how we've always done it. And I'll say something and then it'll be your turn and you'll have to just sort of open with, yeah, I, I totally agree. And then try and like talk about something I've not yet addressed. But this is probably one of those questions where we, we do have different opinions. Mm. Um, for me, uh, I, I don't really get anything out of trophies at all. I've got like maybe three Platinums. Um, since having my PS4, and those are incidental. Like the only reason I've got those is because I just I wanted to do everything in the game, and in in doing that, I happened to get um, platinums. So those are for like um, I think Spyro Reignited, uh, 
Oh, you get. I think you get individual platinums for all of those games. So I've probably got about five platinums or something. But anyway, it was like Spyro and Crash and you know stuff, stuff like that, and maybe one other game or something. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I the only platinums I've got are completely incidental, and uh, likewise, I mean the only trophies I've got at all, even just the bronze and the silvers and the golds, I've just got them because I'm playing the game in the way I want to play it. And sometimes I get a little trophy pop, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I have to remember, I had to remember when I uh, got my PS5 to turn off taking screenshots when I get a trophy because I, I, I'm I not bothered. Although, that said, I think a lot of people don't really care for just crappy screenshots of just them standing in a corridor with nothing in it because they, <laughs> they've just killed the last enemy or something. So yeah. that probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. But... um yeah, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I by all means, uh, you know, may may a thousand blossoms bloom, and everyone who wants their trophy blossoms just enjoy them. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm I'm just I'm just fine to play a game how I want to play it, and if it gives me a trophy, all right, thanks. All right, all right. Cheers. Here's Which what could it means sell to my me. trophies Nothing. to people. Oh well, you see, that used to be a thing. Oh, really? Uh, there was some sort of reward scheme. I think it was US only. You couldn't sell your trophies, but you used to get some kind of redeemable points rewards. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Um, something they never rolled out. I think it was only to limited, a limited user base as well. It's a very cool idea. Mm. They'll never do it now, but it was... Um, there used to be some kind of incentive. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, maybe then I'd be a bit more, a bit more up for it, but yeah. Yeah. I've just tried to look on your profile, but you've got your trophies hidden, even from your friends. You won't even show them your trophies. Oh, I've got like everything hidden from everyone on on PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> I I do too, but only only public facing. Right. My friends can see, but you you're locked down. I'm you totally do speak down. English, and then in parentheses, United States. So oh, really? Good. Is that what I speak? That's good to know. Yeah, that's hey. the only information I can get. Hey, y'all. That's what they say, right? That's what they all say. They Why all say that? hey y'all all the time. Why do the they time? all say that? It's really weird. I even uh, appear offline for most of my uh, gaming time as well. You're a ghost, aren't you? You're not I even am just, there. Yeah, just leave me alone. <laughs> not you specifically, everyone. <laughs> no, it's fine. I would bother you endlessly if you Yeah, I know you were just constantly. Peter, why haven't you got the platinum in this? That would yeah. be me all day. Uh, so for me, when I... Well, trophies weren't always there. I remember when they launched, and it was like maybe year two of the PS3 being out, or thereabouts, Mm -hmm. and it was sort of bragging rights when it first started, for me at least. I know people who have just never been asked, and I know people who have been asked and then have subsequently not been asked Mm. as the years have gone by, but it was, for me certainly, it was bragging rights. Not that I was going, hey, look what, look what I got. It was just, it was a way of differentiating yourself from other people because when the PlayStation online ecosystem was young and new, um, you know, the 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 Xbox online ecosystem was already quite seasoned by that point and quite yeah. uh, built up. PlayStation did not know what they were doing at all, like in any way. And so all you really had was your your profile photo, your avatar, of which there were few, very few to choose from. Yeah. And your name, and that was it. So when they first launched that, it was it was like, oh, I want I want to get my profile level up, you know, because you go up trophy levels as well. Mm. And that was also something where you had like a little level and a, and a number next to your name, and it's like, okay, well, that's cool. That's like a sort of meta game that I can that I can 
sort of build up as it goes. And certainly to begin with, I went through a period of renting really bad movie tie-ins. And I remember in particular, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, uh, Kung Fu Panda 2, perhaps, Mm -hmm. and a number of others. They weren't even easy. Like, they were actually really hard and really frustrating because there's a lot of collectibles and bad platforming and, like, weird difficulty spikes. Just terrible, terrible stuff. And I remember getting those. And then I I definitely slowed down and... uh, I, I still collect a lot of platinum trophies, obviously, but for for me now, it's more the way that you tend to approach it, which is like if you want to do and see everything or if you really like a game. Um, I'm certainly more tempted if I see a game that I've got most of the trophies in and I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can do that. How How mm. hard is that? And I'll go and do that. And I do absolutely occasionally get the urge to like just just mainline a load of terrible cheap games for platinums it happens every so often just i don't know it's just it is satisfying to see that platinum trophy go and i've reached a comfortable spot now where there i don't have many online friends that are anywhere near me (laughs) in terms of uh, platinum uh, platinums or like trophy levels and stuff and it's it's just a thing that sort of ticks along now like i can happily go months and months without getting any doing any real trophy collecting and then i'll just get the urge to go back in and just get a load in one go um but yeah to begin with just just a way to to sort of show off and differentiate yourself as i said from other players and now it's just something that just sort of steadily ticks over something i've been building up for years and years you know over a decade now decade and a half thereabouts yeah, I think possibly in in my earlier days of uh, Xbox 360, like on Xbox Live, maybe back then there was a bit more of a, oh, well, have you got the gold achievement in, you know, in this, I can't remember if they were actually leveled like that. I don't think they were, but yeah, have you got, have you got that achievement? The 50 oh, yeah. gamer score. That's worth, whatever, yeah, 50 gamer, gamer score. score. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think on the whole, I've never, I've never quite, been there but i i understand people who uh who are like that and um you know it's it's one of those things that's designed to give you that little rush isn't it it's designed yeah. to give you a little bit of dopamine so it to- it makes total sense to me but i think actually the other thing is that um going back to the 360 uh if you started a game and you maybe got like the first couple of very early achievements for just completing the tutorial or doing like the first chapter or whatever. If you then decided you didn't want to carry on with that game anymore, you couldn't like remove it from your um, library or from your achievements score. Like if you wanted to like your mm-hmm. gamer score and it, I have always been bothered by like incomplete stuff Um <laughs> Or, you know, bars to, that are at 1%. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, hacked me off a bit and made me think, like, right, well, I'm not... I'm, I'm My profile is going to be a I don't care about achievement gamer score profile then, you know? Like, that kind of... It just annoyed me that there were these games on there that, like, I'd maybe tried and thought, this is crap, you know, what is this rubbish game? Mm-hmm. And that I was never get beyond like three percent in because i couldn't be bothered and i was like right well fine fine i won't then and i'm not gonna even like (laughs) necessarily go for other games either because i don't care so i think that might have contributed actually that you couldn't like get rid of stuff from it that would be really frustrating i think you can now hide certainly on playstation you can hide certain trophy lists from your profile it'll still count towards your total number of 
yeah. respective trophies, but you can hide it. And if you have 0% in a game, uh, because you've literally just started it up or whatever, you can actually delete that permanently. You could do that on Xbox as well, yeah. yeah. But if you if you annoyingly got like the first five gamer score <laughs> achievement, you'd be like, Fuck. yeah. I think I have one. Whoa, oh, just big, a massive swear. Big there. swear. That really, wow, really swear. annoys you. That really wow. annoyed you, huh? I'll have to make a time a timestamp. Make a little note of that. that. My goodness yeah. me, Jeez, someone that was a massive one. Someone hates. <laughs> I it forever annoyed me. I think Naughty Bear is awful you remember mm-hmm. that game we played it on most games ever actually yeah there are some people who think it's brilliant and there are some people who think at the time that it was it, it was the best thing ever and my friend brought it round and i played it for a little bit i think i got one trophy and i thought this was this is crap like this is really really rubbish i like the concept but it's just awful mm-hmm. and that was stuck on my profile forever and it really annoyed me until yeah. i could hide it yeah not not enough to swear about it though jesus uh, that's how annoyed I got. I forgot that we were even. You thought we were just having anything. a moan about <laughs> about achievements. I tell you what, yeah. they need to do add a similar thing to uh, to Nintendo platforms. Yeah, they do, don't they? I kind of forget that they don't it's have one. It's missing on that platform. I think it adds mm. a lot. You get a lot more out of your games. Steam have got it. Steam have yeah, Steam have got it. Obviously, it, it can. I think it can. It can ruin certain experiences, like. <laughs> You know, when you're when you finished a game that you love and then you're like, right, need to get the platinum and then you start it again on the hardest difficulty and you swear and and get really frustrated with it throughout your entire playthrough. No, you don't. We know that. You're perfect. And then we you finish the game, you're like, That was awful. I hated that. Yeah. And now I'm not gonna play it for a long time. It can that has happened to me with games before. Um but that's my own fault. The trophies aren't making me do it. Yeah, that's that's the other reason I don't go for them because I know that like, oh, I really enjoyed this game on normal mode. Oh wait, there's a hard mode and an impossible mode. Like I I don't want to <laughs> have to do that. So yeah, yeah. So I think there's a few reasons I'm not not such a trophy hunter myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it's time to move on, Peter. It is to the big discussion. Big discussion. Big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes from Christian Sturt who says, Dear Sirs or Madams, In recent times, we've seen remasters announced when many were expecting new games in that same series. Most recently, we've seen Diablo 2 remastered, announced by Blizzard Entertainment, when some were expecting Diablo 4. Do you think the releases of remasters are delaying new games in that same series, or will these be completely separate teams working on different projects? If it's the former, like I expect, would you say devs are trying to cash in on the easier option? Bonjour, Christian. Oh... Well, bonjour to you too, Christian. Yes, absolutely. Mm, I think, I mean, to to give a uh, maybe the boring answer, it's surely got to be case by case. Like there'll be some studios where they might have dedicated teams working on their remasters, and some studios where it's uh, no, like we we can we can only make one game at a time, and this is what we're doing right now. And uh, yeah, but I think probably with a lot of the bigger uh, publishers who are remastering stuff at the moment, I think they do, you know, like Activision, for example, have remastered a bunch of stuff in the past few years, and they've got dedicated teams who they assign, you know, they'll assign someone to this game and someone to that game, and at the same time, they've got, you know, various other studios working under them that they can have working on, you know, Call of Duty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's it's certainly a, a case-by-case basis, but uh, if it is indeed... Um, 
the fact that you know for those where it is the former as christian says so so they do have like just studios working on remasters while others are working elsewhere would we say the devs are trying to cash in on the easier option um i think perhaps it's difficult to to say because i mean yeah businesses like money and they're they're gonna go for what they know is going to make the money and i think at the moment there's still this remaster bug they i think the 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 proof is in the fact that these things keep selling you know you look at like the resident evil remakes um they they were both very successful the recent ones uh, i know the third one uh resi 3 wasn't as popular as resi 2 but they they went down very well capcom are going to keep on doing those i suspect they're at least mm-hmm. going to do resi 4 if not continue um it wouldn't surprise me if uh activision decide to do tony hawk's pro skater 3 and 4 um because i think one and two did pretty well so they they're gonna go where the money is that's just the way they work but at the same time to stick with activision and you know the games that that i talk about a lot um i think there's something to be said for the fact that some remasters bring game series back into relevance for example the insane trilogy brought back crash bandicoot from death or you know just just uh non-existence i guess they weren't making crash games other than uh, putting him in skylanders and now we've had crash 4 and we would not have had crash 4 if not for the success of insane trilogy i think that is an absolute fact likewise there are huge rumors now that like spyro 4 must be being developed at the moment there's like a little easter egg in crash 4 to suggest that spyro 4 is on the way uh, there are several Spyro appearances, but there's an actual Spyro 4 like advert in the cityscape in the background. Um, so again, it probably would not have happened, assuming it is going to happen at some point soon, if not for the the Spyro remake. So um, I think while you could argue that these projects get in the way of stuff where um, a, a developer could be working on fresh content, at the same time, if you're drawing more eyes and uh, players and money to a certain franchise, that can then make it perhaps even more lucrative to actually bring out a brand new game in that series. So there's it's kind of two sides of the coin, I think. Yeah, I would, uh, I'd be very surprised if new games in a franchise weren't also in development already for a lot of these uh, series that are getting remasters and remakes and things yeah. like that. Um, in a lot of cases, as you said, it's it's testing the water for interest in old series mm-hmm. like Spyro or Crash or as uh, yeah Tonky Honk the Tonky mm-hmm. Tonky Honk Pro Skater series. Yeah, uh, I think there's definitely an argument to be made for for resources perhaps being unduly dedicated to remaking older stuff. Uh, but that again, you know, that doesn't appear to have slowed Capcom down with Resi. If anything, it's brought more eyes to the newer games Mm -hmm. uh you know certainly that's the case with me since uh, i was so impressed with the resi 2 remake that i then went on a resident evil spree yeah and played loads of the older ones and i'm tempted to experience resident evil 8 in some fashion perhaps without playing it somehow um but nostalgia is is a really powerful thing and it does sell and there's definitely a market for it. I will say this, that as much as I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy 16 and seeing 
how that turns out and if it's any good. I would take Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two over that mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. If yeah. it was a if it was a choice between allocating resources, I would take Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two over Final Fantasy Sixteen any day. Like no no, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. And I'm not everyone. And there's a lot of people who don't give a flying fliff about Final Fantasy VII Remake and perhaps just want the new that new Final Fantasy. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think remakes and remasters... I mean, remakes are far more involved than remasters. Certainly it sounds like the Mass Effect trilogy, um, the, the remasters have been quite involved in that they've done a lot of work on Mass Effect 1 to bring it up to the standards of 2 and 3. Uh, particularly graphically and loading times wise and that sort of stuff it's not just sort of a a direct port like a lot of remasters are but there's no denying that remakes are are far more resource heavy than remasters they're they're rebuilding the game from the ground up they're remaking it and so remasters can can just keep them coming as far as i'm concerned yeah i'm not really that fussed uh if there's any way that you know, like we're seeing now, the the next gen versions. You can, if you own it on a previous platform, you can upgrade for free. Brilliant. If it's a game from PS4 or Xbox One that people might still be buying now, and you're saying, "Oh, there's a version on the next gen too," but you've got to buy it again. That's not so great. But if you're remastering older titles, then that's you know that's fine. I'm happy with that. Remakes are exciting, mm-hmm. although they should be exciting for you to be able to re-experience your. Uh, you know your your nostalgia, your youth, uh, but but in but sort of in today's by today's standards, I should say. I'm getting my words all mixed up. Um, but yeah, I I think if you're particularly with Diablo, I can understand why some people will be disappointed that Diablo Four uh, wasn't um, wasn't announced and Diablo Two Remastered was, especially after the disaster that was. Was it? Um, Oh, what was... It was Warcraft, wasn't it? Warcraft 3 Reforged, was that the yeah, one? Yeah, that was uh, re... I guess remade from the ground. I don't know how they actually did it, technically speaking, whether it was a remake or a remaster. I think it was probably a remake looking at it, but anyway. But it was a disaster, right? And they yeah. they replaced it on Steam, didn't they? The original one that you, that you could own. Yeah, and, I think uh, so. They've pledged not to make those mistakes this time around. But Diablo 4 is definitely in development, right? There's, I think in all of these cases, there, there'll be an element of either in full production with a different studio or in at least pre-production. You know, there's, there's, there are people working on it. Yeah. And um, yeah, as with Spyro Crash, Tonky Honk, and I think even Mass Effect, even though in Mass Effect's case... The the trilogy has been rumored and presumably been in development for a long time for some reason. Uh, it's almost certainly trying to rebuild hype and excitement and and perhaps reinstill a sense of trust yeah. in the franchise again after Andromeda was such so. a letdown. Uh, so they really do serve a purpose, and we are still getting a lot of new games, you know. At the same time, so I think. I don't think we've reached critical mass yet. It could happen, but I don't think we have. I think um, I think remasters are great. Remakes are great as well, as long as they're good, obviously, and they don't mm-hmm. replace the original game, which was the case for <laughs> for Warcraft. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's any harm in them. I, th- I think they're they're a force for good as it stands. It's it's just very trendy, not just in the gaming world, but uh, in movies and tv and and stuff like that at the moment like it has been for many years 
you know, we've still got uh, what Godzillas and uh, Jumanjis and goodness knows what else. I mean, I don't know how I can't think of more reboots right now off the top of my head, but there are loads. You yeah. Know? Um, no, there are. There definitely yeah. are. I think it's better in in video games as well. Yeah, I do actually. Because movies yeah. are far more timeless than video games. Video games can still be heralded as classics, but but you can as see we the spoke about last week. Difference. Yeah, exactly. You can go back and play Metal Gear Solid One. You can go back and play Final Fantasy Seven, mm. having never played them before, and think, "Wow, these are this controls bad, or this this doesn't look very good." Yeah. Even if the game may still be very good. Um, Whereas, you know, movies, you know, you could you can remake a movie from 30 years ago, but that 30-year-old movie could still be fantastic and could still hold up today. Yeah. Um, but I'd say it's 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 more necessary. Well, it's never necessary, but I think it the idea justified. Yeah, of, of a remake or a, or a remaster is far more justified mm, yeah. in video games than anywhere else. Yeah, I agree. Oh, oh, we wow. made it. We did, and only one swear word. Yeah. Did you know that uh, I noticed that um, in in the other window I've got open? Did you know that uh, there's a state of play happening tomorrow? Yes. Okay, you did know that. So that that might be something that maybe is one of those things that we didn't cover in today's podcast. That you know, it was a huge announcement. I don't think it's likely to be. Hopefully but, not. Apparently, no. it's just updates on yeah, some third party games, like Ratchet perhaps Kenner Bridge of Spirits, and oh, was it all third party? Did or... uh, I'm not sure specifically. That's oh, right. that's what I read. It's oh. pr- it's probably some smaller scale stuff. Maybe some Resi Eight. Who knows? But I yeah. don't think it's going to be. There's no hardware announcements. Probably maybe, not. So. No, there won't be hardware announcements. So but... I think we're I think we're okay. We'll see. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well, thank you very much for listening everyone mm. if you'd like to get in touch let us know what you thought of the episode or follow us elsewhere peter is going to tell you where to go we're on youtube and twitch doing videos and streams youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump uh over on twitch remember if you've got amazon prime uh, that comes with a free twitch sub that you might not be using yet that you might not even be aware of uh, so you can redeem that against us you'll get all the normal benefits of a twitch sub we'll get the financial benefit of you being subbed but it won't cost you anything extra on top of your amazon prime uh, service. So there you go. Mm. Uh, when we are streaming on Twitch and on YouTube, Lord Brotovich, Madstadactyl, and Trowling Badger look after the chat with their moddy powers. Uh, we have social medias, twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Luke Eldon looks after Facebook for us. Thank you, Luke. You're doing a wonderful job. We've got a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There's lots of rewards there, including, of course, asking questions on this very podcast. Also, early worst games ever and lots of other things, too. So go and have a look at all the different tiers. Uh, We've got a discord bit.ly forward slash team triple jump is a tiny link to send you there. Um, Jack and Joe look after that with their moddy powers, moddy dab. Thank you very much, Jack and Joe. The podcast is play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump in audio form if you're watching on YouTube right now. Uh, we've got a website, it's triplej.mup, that's triplej.mp. If you go to triplej.mup forward slash VODs, that'll send you to our VODs channel over on YouTube, where Pat puts together weekly highlight videos. Thank you, Pat. Uh, but we've also got our shop. Don't go to the old one. Go to triplejumpshop.com. It's a new URL, triplejumpshop.com. And uh, we've got still 
merch available over there. Some of it, I'm sure, will now have sold out, but um, there's some stuff that's not sort of limited uh, limited edition, limited numbers, so you can still head over there, see what's available. And remember to follow at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter to get all the very latest news and updates on the new drops that might be coming in the next few weeks and or months or years. Mm, yes. You can follow Peter on Instagram and Twitter and that Peter Austin and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Thursday and Friday, Thursday being the joint stream on YouTube and Monday and Friday being solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly, Friday for patrons, Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows every other week or thereabouts. Leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. This week on the channel, we have a What It Means to Me with Andrew from Cultaholic. And he talks all about what The Last of Us Part 2... Oh my goodness, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. It's a pretty emotional game. It's very. It's an emotional game and it's. I'm just getting sad thinking about it. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2 means to him it's a fantastic, really in-depth piece. Mm, I think he did is. a phenomenal job. Uh, James did a great edit as well. Uh, really goes into why that game is so impactful and why it's so special and... Um, I think it's uh, I think it's one of the best episodes that's come out of that series so far. Yeah, actually. I really enjoyed it. It made me want to go back and play the game again. Yeah, me too. Those videos often do. Me too. And then I thought about it and thought, actually, it's still too fresh. I don't know if I can <laughs> if I can expose myself to it again just yet. Uh, additionally, it's crazy ranked list time, isn't it, Peter? Ooh, it is. We did every Mortal Kombat warrior or fighter or combatant <laughs> with a k with a k yeah uh ranked from worst to best there were a rate lot of them mm. um and uh, it's another excellent edit from alex an excellent script from philip absolutely uh, we've got a, a real dream team here a real good ranked machine that just ranked churns crew. out ranks yes. <laughs> constantly yes um, indeed it actually does in that we've already got the next one essentially finished so we'll mm-hmm. just sort of give, the, give this one a couple of weeks breathing space and then put the next one out very soon but uh yeah go check it out every single mortal Kombat character ranked from worst to best uh who do you think will, will be number one yeah well um have a have a big old guess don't <laughs> skip to the end though no you've got an hour and five minutes all right worth if you, of... oh yeah it's well it's it, not well over but it's definitely over an hour for sure yeah. um if you think you know who number one will be who do you think will be number nine? Ooh, try and guess you, that but you won't guess no uh this is probably one of outside we were saying this the other day outside of the Fallout Companions ranked. This is probably one of the most objective, or not objective, subjective mm. ranked lists we've done. And it's probably going to annoy a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but please do watch until the end. Give it a like and leave a nice constructive comment. Um, there was a system for ranking them and it is outlined in the intro. Uh, obviously, we can't we can't be ranking the, the Mortal Kombat fighters on Metacritic score. That doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't even work. So... It, I think Philip's done a fantastic job. He has. Um, and we hope you enjoy it. That'll be out tomorrow, question mark, on Sunday? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Okay, well, go go and watch that. And we hope you enjoy it. Have a lovely what's left of your weekend. And we get to do it all again next week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what a treat. Sorry Thanks, everybody. Been. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.